the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. And guess what, folks? Grant Whitaker is in the house. Hi, Grant. Hi. I make a good replacement for Harmony, don't you think? You certainly do. And I mean, thank goodness, because this was a real emergency. She had to take an emergency meeting at Microsoft oh. to deal with this whole chat, of course GPT, she did. AI yes. search fiasco. Yes. yes. I mean, she's a lot like going on. really into strategy these yeah, days. <laughs> she is. It's been a big, mind-blowing week of yeah. AI in the tech world. And so, you know, she'll, she can she, solve all those problems. She, she will. Yes, they need her over there. And so she'll join us next hour for what I can only imagine will be just a riveting tech report. I can't wait. Yes. I'll take notes. Did you, by the way, I don't, do you ever listen to the Daily or do you put the New York Times podcast? I do, yes. Okay. So that was kind of the news of the week. Of course, listen to our show first, but then you could catch up. So they had two episodes this week. First, it was one just sort of explaining what this all means, this idea of AI chat, where it's like, it's not going to be like a list of things. It's like, Grant... You look great in pink. Oh. Why don't you go? You know, it's like a whole different Log sort me on. Of, right, exactly. <laughs> but then there was this other thing that everybody was talking about, at least in my nerdy world, um, because their tech reporter from the New York Times, who did this great explainer on all of this technology, sure. then almost got into like the 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 chat bot started like trying to date him and saying I love you and all this stuff. Did you ever see that movie Her? Do you remember that movie? No. So I was literally like, why is nobody referencing it? This is literally that movie. The premise of that movie, and it was several years ago, was this guy it, you know, it's it's a little bit in the future, sure. and he has this, like, virtual assistant who's in his ear, and he's a single guy, and he's lonely, and he falls in love with the voice. Because she's flirty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, a whole relationship, and she's in his head, and I'm like, that is literally what, anyway, it was, so, so that was sort of, like, two days later, cautionary tale, this AI can go awry, and it can start getting sort of weird and lead you down dark paths. Yeah, that would not be so fun. So anyway, I can't yeah. wait to hear Harmony. You're checking out at Walmart up. and somebody's talking to you. Right. Very flirty. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyway, how are you, my friend? I'm good. It's, it's so good to see it's you. It's a good start to the busy year. Now, you were doing some traveling, right? I had a girls weekend last weekend in, of all places, Las Vegas. Oh. Had not been very there. Very city of you. It, yeah, hadn't been there I bet in close to a decade. Wow. It's, um, have you been there recently? Um, it's been closer than a decade. But That's about good for me. I think once a decade is about all I I actually need. think I would like to go. I'm not yeah. a gambler. No. But I am a shopper. Mm-hmm. Hence the fact of being here, right? Oh, my goodness. I mean, the shopping is off the charts. And I was actually thinking, especially, you know, today as so many stores, physical stores are having trouble, you know, making it there. It's like every other street is a Louis Vuitton, a Chanel. It's not just one of them. Totally. There's like, you know, in every resort. It's nonstop. And it's obviously a weird world where people win and then they immediately go and spend. And so it makes sense. But I was in this one, um, Center was actually a Simon Mall, which we have Simon Malls here. And yes, they're the biggest. Southdale, right? Yeah. Um, it was literally 
old. I mean, it was a regular looking shopping mall, but there was no their version of the Gap. I would say was Alice and Olivia. You know that oh, brand, yeah, and then it was Alice only up from there. It was Prada. It was Gucci, Versace. I mean, every Stella McCartney. Every Did you get store. your platinum Amex out? Yes, yes, yeah. First I hit the black check. Of course tables. you did, yes. Yeah. Um, but it is fun to see, and Fendi, I mean, the, the stores are, are beautiful. A lot of them are roped off, you know, like to make it, and I'm like, really? Right. It's a little, you know. But um, the thing that is so disconcerting about Vegas is you can smoke indoors. Yeah, it's you a can. very weird world, and it is shocking. It is shocking in 2023. You're like, wait, what? Like, people are smoking in you the casinos. You forget what your clothes smell like when you're in those environments, oh right? Gosh. Like, the next day, you're like, ooh. It's been so long. You're like, but I need to wash my hair. I saw it totally. <laughs> and I just got to blow it. I can't wash my hair. Get away from me. Protect, protect the hair. Um, Shin Lim, do you remember? Do you ever watch America's Got Talent? I have ever? before, yes. Okay, so he won America's Got Talent a few years ago. He's okay. the magician who's like crazy yeah, 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 yes. with the card yep. tricks. We went and saw him, and it was like, I'm still trying to figure out how he did some of those tricks. So I guess it was a good show. You didn't go to Adele? Oh. I wanted to. And we kept thinking maybe she'd want to like meet up for coffee. Of course. We tried to like stop the theater. The tickets, Grant, were. Maybe give her some shopping advice. What would you guess the tickets were going for last weekend? I would say 200 and up. Um, at a zero. Oh, really? Yes. I went online and looked at because these were makeup shows that she was supposed to have done a year ago and i think this i think her residency is coming to an end yes two thousand dollars well there you go so yeah we passed on that yeah passed on that we did a little magic instead (laughs) i i would not blame you (laughs) it was crazy the one fun thing that i had never done before there and i would highly recommend if you're taking a trip to vegas is we actually left the strip we went downtown which is actually kind of gross too but fun to see i'm gonna sneeze plus two but we went thank you to the neon museum oh it is like a graveyard of all neon signs from the past so it's sort of like this amazing history of vegas told through signs like the stardust hotel and the golden nugget and they have all of these signs from like the early turn of the you know 20th century some i saw some social yeah pictures i mean it was just it was super cool they were really fun to see the original hard rocks um guitar you know that stands like in it is so huge it was just really fun to see oh i'm sure that sounds really fun yeah it was any good food um huh yeah, I mean, I'm there's some the really great no, chef are. situations. Oh there. my god, um, what's his name? Uh, Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay. Yes, I swear to God, he must have a dozen restaurants on the strip. It's crazy because he gets fired up. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. I mean, nothing, nothing like uh, you know, super crazy. But yes, we did have a. We went to um, this place, this super freako place where we were like in a restaurant but you're sitting backstage of a show that was kind of crazy and um yeah lots of lots of good stuff we were near um momofuko and milk bar and all the fun things so yeah yeah, it was fun where did you stay 
stayed at the Cosmopolitan. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I didn't make the plans. It was a girlfriend thing. But yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, so it's I feel like a weekend in Vegas is kind of about all you need. And then you came back to very cold temperatures this week. Did yes. did indeed, but it's getting better. Um, but it's also been a big, busy week in the fashion world. All of the fashion weeks wrapping up. We've got tons of coverage from that. I, of course, was the person who went to Vegas Super Bowl weekend and flew home during the Super Bowl because we didn't realize. But you know what? I I was in Vegas the year Janet Jackson was, oh. and literally same thing. Sitting at a restaurant, and then all of a sudden there was all this controversy, and I was like. Look, I'm just trying to have brunch. What's going on? <laughs> did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you I did. Any? You did? Yeah, of course. Well, the game? I, mean, I watched Rihanna. Okay. Let's be honest. What'd you think? You know, I love Rihanna. I Listen, it, it still was a great performance, and she's pregnant, and people had some controversy, and some people liked it, and some people didn't like it. I don't think she can do any wrong. I I think, I mean, the the biggest criticism you could make is just that it it was... There wasn't a ton of extra stuff going on, but I kind of liked that. I just thought it looked really clean and yeah. cool. You know, of course, I kept thinking, God, that'd be a really great fashion show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean on the elevated? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, wow. I was like... I don't know if you can fully appreciate from the TV. Like, just trying to imagine being up that high. I would just be like frozen because I'd be so scared and you've got to dance and sing and perform. That's well, crazy. let alone the fact that she was also doing this while she was pregnant. pregnant. I mean, yes. that's a lot. It's a lot to do. I think people, we take sometimes our, our performers a little for granted. Yes. Yes. Good point. And I and loved, obviously, her, which I think we're going to talk about later is her little nod, obviously, at well, the end, too. Let's just do it now since we're talking about it. I honestly, did you think of it at the time? I did. You did? I was a massive Andre Leon Talley, like, fan. Right. I just For anyone who doesn't great. know, the the former editor from Vogue was yes. a huge presence in the industry, died um, last year. And so great on red carpets and yeah. so great with working with celebrities and really knew every detail about every style situation and piece and mm-hmm. Okatour and I mean really just a great resource. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago on the show about his decision to do uh, an auction of all of his possessions to go to his churches not to be you know exactly like it was more important to him that the value of I was those, looking online yeah some pretty We're, amazing things on there. Did, did you see how much things were going? Oh, for? yeah, they crazy? started. I mean, it started very reasonable. I mean, you would be like, oh, this is like one hundred and fifty dollars and I could. Oh, maybe I could get that. And yeah. then all of a sudden what turned from one hundred and fifty dollars was literally like seventeen thousand. Oh, wow. oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't hear the final tally. Maybe we'll try to look it up. But but, but the reason this came up is because there's a famous photo of Andre Leon Talley, who was a very large presence. Right. Stood, what, six foot? He, I don't I think even was, know. I think he was six foot six. Yeah, he was yes. a huge guy. Especially with those heels on. Yes. And there's a photo of him outside a home where he's wearing this enormous, long, red it, puffer coat. It was a Norma Kamali piece. Yeah. yeah. And that was where Rihanna took her inspiration. Well, and he was a major fan of hers. I mean, do you remember her going to the Met Gala in that beautiful yellow kind of kimono? That she, I mean, it was such a great look. Mm-hmm. But 
he worked on that inspiration with her. Yeah. And then he interviewed her and said, you really did us proud. I, I mean, I have to be honest. I mean, I'm sure most people weren't thinking about that. But I mean, that was that's a really special connection. And it worked out perfectly for her, given her state uh, being pregnant. And and I was cool. And I kind of loved that it wasn't like 17 outfit changes. And it was just like. It was just simple. It was simple. And Focus I think that's, on the music. I think that's what a lot of people were missing as I think they wanted more theatrics, mm-hmm. especially in the years in the past where we've had like multiple performers come right. in. Right. And it was nice that she was just able to hold space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my husband, who is a long suffering Detroit Lions fan, okay. said Rihanna's baby has now been to more Super Bowls than the Lions. Aww. <laughs> Poor Rustin. Yes, yes, yes. Very funny. But yeah, it was a good show. That feels like so long ago. Um, when we get back, let's hit Fashion Week. Let's talk about some of the um, some of the trends that are coming out, some of the new products. Lots to cover today. So good to have you here, Grant. We will be back with more Shop Girls right after this. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. <laughs> It could be the beckoning lights of a drive-thru. Or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with Grant Whitaker here today. So happy to be here. Um, how, what, what are you, is there anything that you're working on right now that you want to tell us about? You know, it's going to be a really good season. Yeah. Um, what so, season are you thinking about at this point? Because we're going to talk about Fashion Week and we're already thinking about fall of 2023. You know, I always think about Minnesota as a full season. Like, what's my spring? What's my fall? Just mm-hmm. in reference to shows and fashion shows. Because obviously I own a creative agency. I do fashion and then we, mm-hmm. we do events. On the corporate aspect of things, we've got some great stuff happening this year. But in terms of fashion shows, it's it's filling up with some good stuff. Yeah. You know, I've got some Mia, Galleria, mm. Fashionopolisy, all of those things, things for are spring kind of. And up. for fall. Lots okay. and some new things popping up, which will be um, ramping up here. We'll start to do some PR nice. kind of towards the end of this month, announcing some new efforts. So I'm very excited. Very good. Um, so here are a couple new things happening locally and beyond. Let's start local. Um, did you hear, Do you, you know, we've talked about this brand many times and I've recommended it, especially for gifts for men. Viore, kind of the, this is like the hot yes. athleisure brand right now. It is. They it, have it it's at Nordstrom. It's very hot. It is. It is almost like already getting overexposed, but there's a reason for it. The pants are so comfortable. But they, they really also are. have really good, like their brick and mortar standalone stores are actually very nice as well. Well, speaking of, we're getting one. And they are in expansion mode. I feel like actually when I was in Vegas last week, there was a store opening there. I was in um, San Francisco. There was an opening where, I mean, they're, they're opening all over. So they we're are. not really late to the party. No. This is like they are sweeping the nation right now. I hope they don't go too far. Um, and they're going to be opening a store at Mall of America. Love it. In a few months. The other store that was announced this week that's coming to Mall of America, Chanel Beauty. Oh. Beauty. Beauty. 
Not not a Chanel store. You know what? It's funny that you would say that because I was just down in in Texas at a very great luxury mall. Yeah, and there there was the most beautiful Chanel in, in Dallas and Houston. I was in San Antonio, and oh, it's okay. the shops of La Cantera are, are really luxe. Yeah, I mean, great situations from Neiman's to Nordstrom and all the boutiques within. Yep. Um, but the Chanel beauty store had the energy of like an old school Mac store. Really? Like people, the music was going. I mean, they had a really strong audience. So maybe this is kind of a new trend. Hmm. Yeah. I I was a little surprised by that one. Or I, I don't know if they could be testing the waters with beauty. If that's that's certainly an easier entry point than doing an actual Chanel store. Frankly, right now I can't I mean, unless the mall was able to get back to, you know, I, I can't imagine Chanel going into the Mall of America without the promise of several other designer stores going with them well but you know it's interesting i mean i talk to you about this all the time i mean if chanel could do just great in fashion they wouldn't need their beauty and their perfume mm. perfumes to support the brand obviously right. well but it's it's an it's a gateway right it is it's a but it's also like something that we no longer have trending we don't have those kind of mac environments or bobby brown environments that used to once kind of exist in that that banger kind of like 90s situation where all that stuff is coming on the scene. Now we have Sephora. Well, and look at what Rihanna has done with Fenty. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole situation that Fenty Beauty is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And when you've got people like the Kardashians and things like that doing great with their beauty lines, Chanel's that pre-existing situation. A lot of people don't realize also Chanel makes the makeup for a lot of these lower lines. Bourgeois. I mean, they the factories make some of the most amazing lines, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear um, this isn't happening locally, but um, Glossier, which has been sort of a very popular with millennials um, and really done well in e-commerce, they're opening a big uh, flagship store in New York, in Soho. It opened. Yeah, it just opened this week. So everybody is kind of watching that. They had done some pop ups, I feel like pre pandemic and now. But it is interesting to see, like, as we come out of, you know, COVID days, which brands are reinvesting. I mean, retail brick and mortar retail is not has not gone away. But we also talk about experiential. I mean, being able to go into a full Chanel beauty boutique is a little bit more experiential than just going into a department store and going to a counter. Yep, absolutely. Um, The New York Times said that Glossier, that they're, um, so it's a 10-year-old brand at this point. And it's like, this is kind of a um, a new era. And it's like a huge experiential, you know, store that almost looks like the embodiment of the brand. It's pink and it's sculptural and it's got, you know, big round, um, you know, uh, entryways. And I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's like the store itself. So is what you're saying is we're going to get on a flight and we're, we're going to go take a trip to New York. We need to go. Yes. I mean, come on. Research. Research. Black right. Belt shoppers. Here we come. Yes, indeed. Um, also on the um, on the front of shopping retail news, I thought this was interesting. H&M has been trying so hard to shake its reputation for fast fashion throwaway they've gotten in trouble a few times for dumping things they've tried to do organics they've tried to do recycled here's a different spin on it i thought this was really interesting they are going to um add textile sorting so this isn't about new clothes that they're going to sell in the store they're actually going to take all the rejects all the old clothes and they're they're partnering up with a recycling company 
to turn all of that into what is it going to be? It's a number of different things. It could be car filler. It could yeah. be, I mean, tons of different things. Different, right. I mean, different materials that will have some, like sofa stuffing. Exactly. Insulation. They're calling it downcycling. So it's not about like giving a second life to the clothes. It's saying, okay, these are done. This is over. Now, what do we do with this material besides putting it in a landfill? Right. I like it. I, I think do it's, too. I think it's cool and it's really about practicality and about recycling it's not something that will be in the store i'm curious if they'll find some way to kind of celebrate themselves you know like if they'll turn into that or if this really is about the mission oh i'm sure it's about the mission i mean it's such i mean h&m as we say in german hennis and moritz um is uh i mean there isn't really a bigger store globally than this store zara well, Zara, Zara's but H&M bigger. is like the predecessor. I mean, they've got more yes. footprint. They're old school. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's a good move. We will be back. We're, we are going to get to Fashion Week. That's coming up next on Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan. We've got a shop boy in the house. Hey. Thanks for being here in his Fendi hat, of course. Well, you know, and I had to represent pink. for you a little bit. Yes, hot pink puffer. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Well, coming like a baller. Did you um <laughs> did you see the coverage of Vivian Westwood's farewell this week? She she passed away in December, but um there was a memorial service in London this week and wow did the fashion A-list turn out um, did you see some of these pictures Helena Bonham Carter and like was this- her massive fan I mean she didn't wear anything else but that yeah. She only wore Vivian Westwood. Yeah. I mean, if you're not familiar, she was kind of, she was the rebel of the fact, you know, she was kind of the definition of, of punk and, and being. I mean, fashion police would give her a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, they really would. But she was her own to the end, right? She was. And so respected for it. Um, Victoria Beckham was there with Marc Jacobs. Did you see the two of them? Victoria Beckham, I, I mean, looked really good. Yeah. She I mean, really I don't did. know if you're supposed to be looking at the fashion as people come. But I mean, it seems very on point, right? I well, think I Vivian mean, Westwood would have appreciated totally. people dressing up. Well, I mean, I think that was her motto. Yeah. Like, it, if all else fails, just put on something nice. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? Exactly. So Helena Bonham Carter showed up in a head to toe, like a long skirt jacket, all red plaid um, with a bunch of, you know, pearls. And I think it was her first Vivian Westwood piece that she had ever purchased. Is that purchased. right? It yeah. looks like it. It looks like it. I hadn't read that. Um, but I was kind of, um, oh, Elle Fanning was there. Yes. In looking very tasteful. And it almost looked like navy with black that she was wearing. But I was really, like, struck by the photo of Victoria Beckham looking so posh with her you know but she was in all black but it was actually a beautiful skirt with like some did you notice i did beautiful pattern detail she looks so tiny yeah her waist is absurd she is tiny 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 yeah um (laughs) but with mark jacobs who was holding her hand and he had on like a a black pantsuit situation looked like a sweater sort of in pants and pearls yes well there you go but that was go. also, I mean, it was kind of like this really great punk environment and situation that turned into being this great, really cool yeah. fashion brand. Kate Moss was there. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Kate Moss in a long time. I don't know what. Oh, really? Yeah. 
No, she was in shows last season. I was saw she? her quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I guess I missed that. Yeah. Anyway, um, it was kind of a, a who's who of the fashion world. And um, I, I think a lovely and fitting send off for a real icon in the industry. Well, I mean, Alexander McQueen, Vivian Westwood. These are two amazing British designers that we just no longer have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then um, from there straight to Fashion Week, have you been taking it all in? All of the outside the shows, in the shows, the celebrities, all I do. the moments? Like, you know, I've, I've been to Fashion Week before. It's nice when you can go. It's also nice when you have gone and then you're just like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And then you can sit back. Less FOMO when you know that what it really is, is sitting for hours to watch a show that takes about 12 minutes. Totally. And some of that's really fun and you get a great outfit on it. It depends on who you're there with too. Mm -hmm. This is a situation now where it's also just about research. I mean, there's some really great shows, great situations that are happening. I mean, fashion is really in a great, position right now i mean we have really gone back to seeing great experiential fun shows yeah yeah i felt like this also people are dressing again right for sure um and and i i meant to mention that mark jacobs um really um his whole show at fashion week which happened before he had to get out before everybody else was an ode to vivian west it was the whole thing was the um there were just some really beautiful things it's also I don't do you are you a Michael Kors fan? Sure. His show was actually really quite beautiful because the pieces were really simple, but they were super gorgeous. Do you actually watch the the shows? I mean, do I you do. watch the whole shows? You don't just look at the photos. You, Where you do know, you go? What's your favorite? Instagram. Oh. You know, with most designers these days, you can actually stream them live and then they post them in their highlights mm-hmm. or in their reels. Mm-hmm. So you can watch anything you want. I work with kids all the time. I'm like, go here, go watch this, do this. This is where you can find this. Yeah. I mean, everybody posts their shows these days, so it's really easy. It is. You no longer have to go to like fashion TV and try to find it. Right. And try to. And and I feel like from like the New York Times, like the New York Times Vogue, where they used to list like every single show, they're doing more like big wrap ups, it seems. They are. Because it's already out there by the time they do it. I think everybody puts it on their social platforms these days. Yeah. So it's really easy to find i i posted something this week and they reposted which was really cool uh from a design group called the blondes and they do a lot of like celebrity situations i mean a lot of on stage really cool pieces uh-huh. but a really great uh trans model closed the show in this beautiful diamond piece and it was so stunning like very cool mm-hmm. um and so i posted that because it was very different and of course they reposted it very nice. Um, one of my favorite um, big trends that was all buzzed about is the idea of get ready for it, everybody. It was a shock to the fashion world. Wearable clothes. <laughs> wearable. This was an actual headline throughout the week. The shock of wearable clothes on the runway. Well, that's why I mentioned Michael Kors. Yeah. Because I was like, wow. I mean, these are some really beautiful pieces, mm-hmm. but they are like ready to wear. Right. Um, same with Pruenza Schooler, which is the one that they called out in the New York Times and all black and white. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, a long leather dress that I feel like a lot of us could probably pull off and oversized, you know, m- women in menswear suits and, you know, shirling line leather jackets, just like clothes we would actually wear imagine that beautiful i mean i have just seen some beautiful wonderful clothing 
Yeah. It's also nice to see that there's these very sophisticated uh, pieces just in such great colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it does make you wonder, you know, what is it that is the, the designers who generally are, are so over the top or really the runway is, is more a form of art than it is a connection to what we end up buying in stores. What's going on that they're like, yeah, I'm going to show you a really good leather jacket that, you know, I think if like, because, you know, there's Okator, you know, the weeks of Okator always before we do ready to wear. Mm -hmm. And if you had looked at, you know, I follow all of this, of course, it's part of my business, but there were such great theatrical, I mean, insanely theatrical pieces. You know, I think it's a good way when that market is really strong and it's come back. I think it leads to more practical pieces and ready to wear, which means uh, anyone can pick something from the show and go, yep, I would wear that. I think the economy changing. I wonder if that has something to do with it, too. Vanessa Friedman in The New York Times um, called out that at the Pruenza Schooler show that they um, in their their preview, they, they said in the write up, there's no silhouette, no theme. And she's like, what the heck? What, what does that even mean? There's no theme. There's no silhouette. What she said is it, it means a return to first principles instead of detours to far flung places that, that that it's OK to just be, you know, real and know that people are multitasking and they're running around and they need clothes that are going to actually work for their day. No, I think that's true. I also think that the fashion community is being sustainable i think they're thinking about that Mm -hmm. they're trying to be more responsible and also what they produce hey someone says really going to wear this this is going to be great this is going to look good you know it comes down to kind of those simple basics right 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 that and it's just about just clothes it's not look at me it's not um and and that the fashion industry this is good news everybody they've decided that wearable is not a bad word it's not (laughs) of course not Yeah. I mean, think let alone like some of these shows and events. I mean, we've worked on many shows. Obviously, mm -hmm. we worked on Fashionopolis together for many years. We could only take it so far. Remember, we did that year with like the white bangs and then like the kind of outfit. And everybody was like, we love the outfit, but not those white bangs. Right. Right. I do remember that. You know? Yes. But it's true. You're selling brick and mortar and you're selling the stores and you're selling the business and you're selling a great outfit. Not everybody wants the freaky hair to go with it. Right. You know? Right. Right. And and maybe the fashion industry is sort of, you know, kind of leveling out a little bit and realizing that maybe they don't need to. First of all, putting on those fashion shows, they're beautiful. They get press, but it's very expensive. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. it's People forget how much work it is. By the time you pull the outfits, get the racks there, get the models there, do the rehearsals. I mean. All of this is for what? Sometimes 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Right. And so so showing clothes that are actually the clothes that buyers might buy for the stores, it's a little bit back to basics. When the kids come and go, hey, I would really like to work with you. I'm like, you know, this is work. Then all of a sudden they're like, I have to pick that up. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. Don't you have people? Don't don't you? I know. But I'm like, no, (laughs) this is what we do. I do it, too. You do. You sure do. Um, then, then on the total flip side, have you seen the big red cartoon shoes that are starting to show up on the streets? <laughs> have you seen these? Well, it's funny that you sent that to me because I, you know, they, they always do those streetwear wrap ups. Yeah, I know. I saw them. I mean, they're just like, it almost looks like somebody melted a crown. 
So it's literally <laughs> like if I was asked to draw a person and it would be a stick figure and then I was told put shoes on it and they would just be big bricks. I know exactly what they look like. Did you ever eat a Bonnie Bell cheese? And yeah. It's the, the red kind of yes. waxy wrappy. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it well, looks they're like. like. They're literally they are they are shoes that are designed to make a statement. The brand is mischief and it's an art collection and design studio. And they have come out with these big red boots. That's literally what they are. They and they weigh three and a half pounds. Yes, each. So I know. Actually, it sounds like a great leg workout. <laughs> sure. But they are starting to show up and they're like huge and they're tall. And some people who are super into fashion or being ironic, watch for them on the streets. Maybe not at the streets of Minneapolis, yeah. but probably on the I streets of I mean, I think you should wear the, the at the Twin Cities Business Summit. I think you'd look great in those. Yeah. Well, you know, that that that's an idea. I mean, it looks like they might work if you had like a broken foot or something and totally. you're in a cast. The Wall Street Journal's headline was, by turning wearers into cartoons, these big red boots and their makers have the last laugh. They are very Felix the Cat. Yes, I indeed. I mean, very. But so the, the the joke of it is, I mean, who is laughing? You know, the people who are wearing them are like, oh, you know, the this is where fashion has taken us. I think it's really the designers who are like, seriously? Well, they're kind of like inflated <laughs> croc boots. For sure. But I guess if you've been wearing Crocs and you've been, it's not that far of a leap. Yeah. Um, not for me. But they they are out there. There are photos of them. There are photos of celebrities and people in the art world who are wearing these crazy red boots. Well, so. the celebrities are probably wearing them, too. They're like, here, let me send these to so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell them it's the rage. I don't know. But I guess um, footwear extremes are kind of where we're at. And if you look at some of the new Nikes and the crazy, you know, treads on them and their big bubbles and balloons, this is this is where we're heading. Well, there you go. <laughs> Can we just go back to like a pair of Converse yeah. All-Stars? You're like, hi, can I get that Frankenstein shoe? I really need it. <laughs> I won't be wearing those. <laughs> All right. When we get back, it's time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? That's next on Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Thanks for tuning in today. It's a beautiful, sunny day. Hope you're getting out and Maybe shopping a little yeah, bit or exactly. window shopping at least. I'm Allie Kaplan. I'm with Grant Whitaker today. Harmony, don't you worry. She is gearing up for a serious tech report, which we're going to get next hour. But right now, it's time to look at the trends and ask, whose look is it anyway? I she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the shop girls to ask. Can I ask you something? Whose look is it anyway? It's all kind of like running together for me, like Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, Grammys. Grammys. We had so many things swirling. And I know, you know, Lori and Julia have been talking about all of the things all week. But as we just sort of wrap it all up, let's start with Valentine's Day and J-Lo stepping out in a look that was quite familiar. Do you know whose look she was wearing? She wore on Valentine's Day the very same Dolce and Gabbana dress that Jennifer Coolidge, oh, aka J. Yes. Co, 
war in White Lotus. I just want to know if she knew. Well, you know, there aren't they in a movie that's coming out or it's it's in the verge of coming out or it's just come out where Jennifer Coolidge is actually they're doing something together. They have a yes. project together. Yeah. And I think they actually had a, a funny moment over it. But um, yeah, it was recently on social. They had done something together and it was really funny. And yeah. Yeah. But um, but JLo wore it and it wasn't for a um, scene as far as I. Und- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in. Um, it's Shotgun Wedding. There you go. Oh, my God. It was so bad that I forgot I've actually seen it. Oh, no. Yeah, it was so bad. Oh, God. That's so sad. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, it was so bad. But it's like if you just need something on, you know what? It's it's good like laundry folding Maybe she was wearing that dress for a recovery. Yes. So I don't know if she actually, you know, borrowed the dress or what, if it came right from the set. But anyway, J-Lo stepped out in, um, and you know, it it looks, uh, it's a lot of material. It's a lot of pain. that was kind of a press thing. Maybe. A little PR stunt. Maybe it was. Um, Anyway, it's a two-tone chiffon um, wrap dress that she um, she belted a little differently. It's a little more like a caftan than J. Co. I don't know if I'd call that a caftan. Well, it's not the best look for her. It looked cute on on Jen. I think I would give it to Jennifer Coolidge. Well, it is whose look is it anyway? That's right. It ain't my look. It is Jennifer Coolidge's (laughs) look. That is for sure. Okay, can we just have a moment? For the amazingness that is Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Her red carpet season is just like off the charts. Yeah. It's so good. I actually made some notes. I mean, it's very architectural. Every piece has a little bit of something to it. Yep. And it's everything's got a little art detail to it. Mm -hmm. It's so great. I absolutely loved what she wore for the Critics' Choice Awards, the Carolina Herrera, where it was like a black column. And then with the cascading, yeah, Yeah. the cascade of red that looked sort of like a extravagant cape ruffle that was exquisite. She's 60 years old. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, Vogue sort of rounded it all up and said, you know, what is her answer to all of the young, you know, darlings wearing their slinky little dresses on red carpets she wore a, meta- a a lilac suit shorts and a jacket and she looked darling in her heels well she's a great actress but she's also a very athletic fit woman she yes i mean she's like literally like kung fu master out there in every movie just doing her thing i mean this to me like this is 60 and yeah. I, I just think that, you know, any ideas that we have that, oh, I, you know, I need to start looking a certain way. I mean, she's I think what's so lovely about the way Michelle Yeoh dresses is, I mean, she's very appropriate. You don't see her and think, ooh is she trying to look like, you know, a 20 year old? No, right. not at all. But it's she's totally glamorous and chic and modern and sophisticated and wears all different kind of things, you know, wears suits, wears dresses. It's just it's she is well, really especially- nailing. When we're season. seeing women like 80 for Brady out there. I mean, literally. I yes. mean, could those women have looked any better? Yeah. And those press, like, I mean, they were in that press junket out there. I mean, I'm like, wow. And her, you know, obviously her co-star, um, Jamie Lee Curtis, too, has been nailing it on the red carpet. Yes. The, you know, the the mature women are having a season. I agree. And it's, it's fun to Hot see. Hot girl summer. Yes. Um, now, could we turn our attention to Cowboy Core? 
Yeah. Could you fill us in, Grant, on Cowboy Core? Well, it's it's funny. So I sent this out because I just thought it was really interesting. Because in '90s there was this whole like in early 2000s this whole like rock and republic situation that was happening. So very rock and roll meets sure. cowboy. Mm-hmm. Lots of adornment, a little embellishment. But now we're kind of seeing this more rhinestone cowboy situation happening. Very Harry Styles with, mm. you know, a little silver sequiny kind of situation with the silver cowboy hat. Beyonce's mm-hmm. kind of rocking it. Of course, we've seen her up on the horse with the hat. But I think everyone is kind of pulling out this weird rhinestone cowboy kind of situation right now. Are you and loving it's it? it's trending. Yes. I don't hate it. You don't hate it? No. Um, how did you feel about one look in particular this week? Um, Kate Blanchett, did you see her? She was photographed. With her acid wash jeans. Acid wash jeans. And they're like baggy. They Those are. are some big jeans. And then it looks almost like her top, her blouse. She's wearing this like light yellow blouse with a, it's just, it, it almost looks like a dress. It, it looks does. like it has tails. And then Maybe the it's all tucked are... into the pants and that's why the pants look so bunchy. And then the pants are tucked into those boots. Right. And then, right. I'm coming. Yeah. Culminating with the white boots. The white boots were the best thing about the outfit, if you ask me. The rest of it looked a little silly. I, this is not like... I think it's very, like, Sharpay chic. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder what was going on. Yeah, what, it's, what it's was... a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot of, like, bad 80s bad. Yeah, I don't know if she was just, like, having fun. If she was like, I need this dress for later, so I'm just going to throw on my acid wash jeans sure. and run to the studio. Yeah, this would be nice. I don't know what was going on, but at the same time, these boots are popping up and different iterations of them kind of a cross between Western and then like this throwback, you know, glitzy thing. Um, I don't know if you saw. And they're kind of scrunchy. Okay, but look at this. Look at Anne Hathaway. Now this. That's great. 